morning and welcome at that time once again the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Monday, the 14th of August. I hope this finds you well. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. That is the number of the website at allamericangold.com. Uh, make sure you pay attention. Ron Paul, uh, he's on the website today, a video clip of him. Make sure you you tune in to, to that one. Uh, an American Watchdog, another great one. Uh, Ramon's just doing a great job keeping us all in the know. And uh, they, he did an interview uh, with uh, one of the, if not the premier uh, vaulter, for lack of a better word, uh, in the world. In other words, his company, what they do is they store physical gold for their clients, and they're the largest in the world. Uh, he gave a, a, you know, and he's been on Watchdog quite a bit, uh, but hadn't been on lately uh, just to really update exactly what I've been telling you. You know, we had that mysterious flash dip, whatever you want to call it, flash crash, fat finger, deliberate act. Uh, and everybody loaded the vaults up, so both of those are out at allamericangold.com. We had uh, uh, what's left of a fantastic silver sale. Uh, one of the, you know, the prime feature blog this week had to do with silver, and I was telling you in the article, in the blog, why it is you need to own it and it's time to get in. I had, uh, with our bullion bank, I had a standing order. I told them any old date Silver Eagles they got their hands on, I wanted them. And I was going to run this huge special today. Um, unfortunately, and I had, what, eight cases this morning. Uh, I have two cases left. They're 9995 $9,995, $9,995 delivered. If you want them by the roll, four hundred dollars for the roll at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. They want to. Uh, they tried to do the North Korea's over. Everybody rejoice. But North Korea is kind of like psoriasis, right? <laughs> right? It flares up, and then you put some cream on it, it goes away, then it'll flare up again. Uh, but over the weekend, they decided everything is 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 better, at least for the day. They're going to be have a big rally everywhere, and they were going to take the wood, take gold and silver out to the woodshed. Uh, but it didn't happen. Silver actually went all the way back into positive territory. Silver's up four cents, seventeen dollars eleven cents. Uh, gold's trying to get back uh, twelve eighty four. It's down three dollars in change. Uh, because the real reason for the rally had nothing to do with North Korea. It was part of the news, uh, but but gold and silver are rallying almost exclusively because of all of the data that came out over the last 10 days, and there's been a lot of it. The lack of how the Fed likes to, to consider what is inflationary, uh, we've had horrible numbers out of the retail sector again. They tried to pretend that that ended. It didn't. Uh, they tried to talk about the great earnings season, and we had double-digit earnings growth, which 
they did they did on a non-gap number. But the big driver of that double digit was the energy sector, and we kind of forgot this time last year really well, you know, in the second quarter there. Remember, oil got below 30. Uh, so there was a kind of a low hurdle there uh, that won't repeat itself in these third and fourth quarters. And they, they just, you know, little things that they just don't tell you about, right? Because, you know, you don't need to know. And the fact of the matter is there's no way that you can have a sustainable economy when everybody's working part-time as waitresses and waiters. You just can't. I had, I got two things I really want to talk about. One had to do with a conversation I had with my brother, who, you know, most of you know, I've got three brothers. And the this one, one of them, my older brother is a lieutenant colonel, right? You know that. He's in the... Um, in the Army Reserves now, my one younger brother that I'm the closest to, he's probably, I guess if you would say who's the most successful brother, he would be the one, right? He, As far as money goes, he, he makes more money uh, than the rest of us by a large margin. He called me uh, it was Friday afternoon, and normally our conversations consist of how are the kids doing. He's got two kids. My two kids, they're about the same age. My kids are super athletic. His kids aren't, and it drives him crazy. But usually that's what we talk about, right? You know, hey, how's the wife? How's the kids? Blah, blah, blah. We had a much different conversation, and I want to share it with all of you. And then this weekend, I, I left. We were... Uh, out of here early Friday because I had a wedding to go to uh, in Sedona. Wendy had to go to a doctor's appointment. Uh, a good friend of mine, his daughter was getting married. And just so happened, I did not know this, but three of the boys that I had coached basketball back in the day were in attendance. I want to share their story with you. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We've got about sixty rolls of silver eagles under three dollars over spot, which, as all of you know, that's way back type pricing uh, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you buy the, a case or twenty five rolls, uh, we knock off five bucks. Uh, not five bucks a roll, but just five bucks at at ninety nine ninety five at 800-951-0592. My guess is this won't get out of the show uh, because this is where you want to be right now. Uh, the silver market uh, is well undervalued, especially when you start looking at the supply things, and even on the gold side as well. Uh, big news this weekend, part of, probably part of the reason why they didn't get the big sell-off that they were hoping for was India is back. And as I, I think I explained this last week, India put a big tax on precious metals, imports of precious metals that went into effect in 2016. So at the end of 2015, you had a, you know, a lot of them bought extra. So 2016, uh, the numbers were, were down pretty good, and now they, they've come roaring back. Matter of fact, uh, 
I know that they, they brought in 25 metric tons through South Korea. Uh, that was reported over the weekend, but double-digit growth in silver and gold demand out of India. And, of course, they're very important, uh, as we know, especially in the gold markets, but the silver markets as well. So make sure you take the time. Uh, if you haven't read the blog, uh, go out to allamericangold.com and do that. Uh, as I was telling you, so I get this call from my brother. And this is before I got up to the wedding in Sedona. And my brother Matt, he runs uh, the TV station in Wheeling and Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, for those of you that don't know where that is, that's like the home of Marshall. Uh, the station that he runs, they're, they're, they're number one, and they, they, they have like a 90% market share. And I'm not kidding. Uh, their evening news is, that's where everybody in that area, that's the station they listen to. And he's, he's telling me, Joe, you don't know how lucky you are. He goes, because you're in a big city. And I said, what, what do you mean? He And we were talking about our kids, and his oldest daughter and my oldest son, they're both going to college next year. And he said... There's nothing here anymore. You have no idea. He goes, there's no jobs here. There's no way that my kids are going to be able to come back here and work. He said, everybody is on drugs there. He said, people don't get it. You know, because it's West Virginia, right? These smaller states, there are a lot of rural areas. And he, and he goes, they've ruined it all. He, and, and he goes, I'm in a dying business talking about television. He said, there's nobody left to advertise. He said, Google doesn't advertise. Amazon doesn't advertise. He goes, television was the local, and especially when you're talking about a local market, you have the paid, you know, the, the national stuff. But when you're talking about in the local market, you make your money by selling local commercials, right? Because the General Motors and all of those guys, they, they buy national ads. And they run with all the sitcoms and all that stuff and, and in, the, in these markets. And he said... All the small business, it's gone. There's nobody left. Everything is some mega corporation. And he goes, it's just devastating. And and he's you can just and I can just hear the frustration. And he's not that guy, right? He's that guy, and he'll readily tell me it doesn't matter how many times he's been burned on the on the stock market, right? He'll still do it. Right, I'm not. I, I'm not buying gold. Right, that's what he told me. I'm not buying gold. Of course not. Don't do that. But he goes. They should just turn it into a state park, and everybody needs to move. There's nothing here. And and I just my heart was breaking because you know first of all those are my my niece and my nephew. But my my brother who is a you know, he's, and this is still a smaller community, and, and he's a big deal. You know, he's the general manager 
of the television station that everybody watches. And he's in, you know, part of all of the the small business communities and all of these things that he's talking about. I mean, just recession, depression type stuff. And then says that there's no opportunities, there's no chance that his kids are going to be able to go to college and then come home and work. You know, because all of us all, you know, we all dream about, yes, our kids are going to go to college, then they're going to come back, right, and they're going to work here, and we're going to be able to see the grandkids, right, and the great-grandkids, and we're all going to be this big, happy family. Not going to happen. And then I'm at this wedding in Sedona. And I didn't know it. I, You know, obviously my friend's daughter and, and, and her now husband, uh, I knew both of them. Uh, the daughter I had known for years and years, she used to babysit my kids. And I was surprised when I got there, three of, my, three of the kids that I used to coach basketball were there. And I didn't even know that they had, you know, were, had become friends with the, but they were friends. Very similar to what I've been telling you. The couple that was getting married, they were the lucky one. They both graduated from U of A. The, the wife, the daughter, she, she's a journalism major. She's got a job, but she's also going back to school to get a master's degree. Levi, who she married, he, he actually was lucky. He got a job for what it was he went to school for. And this kid, by the way, is brilliant, okay? I mean, brilliant. And he's there with the valid Victorian of their class in high school, who was the kid that I had coached which made sense, right? I'm like, okay, well, two brilliant people, friends. And then two of the other kids were were there as well. And you really, and I tell this story all the time, it's the story of thirds. A third of these kids. You know, my brother says there's no hope. Well, a third of these kids can get a job for what it was they went to school for. So here's four of the kids. Only one did of those four. The valedictorian, who's also the head of the front, right, he got a good job. He's got a good job. He does. Just not for what he went to school for. Then the other two, one of them, and it's, it's, I feel horrible, worked really hard. And he is a store manager for a mall retailer. I won't say who because it doesn't matter. And, and now he fears every day. Right? And then what am I going to do? And then the other one, right, the other one, he's still trying to figure it out. And, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, that's like 50%. <laughs> and, and these are the things that I don't understand how it works. And then I read this. This was in the USA Today, and this was this morning. And the headline says, Strong Market Lures Back Workers. Okay, so this is their 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 theme that they're trying to really give you the spin. Edwina Barnard, she's 42, 
She hadn't looked for a job since 2009 when a health issue forced her to leave her position as a human resource professional for a nonprofit. Her doctor recently declared her healthy enough to work again. She had sent out 30 applications in the past month. She already drew some interest from one employer. So she went one for 30. This is the great jobs market now. One for 30, but she didn't get the job. So she went 0 for 30 on the job, one for 30, and at least she got an interview. It's a good jobs market, said the Hampton, Georgia resident. Boy, I guess if this is our new standard of good, we've got a problem. And that Well, I guess that, was, that helped her in encouraging her to revive her career. I loved being employed, she said. I didn't get my master's degree to sit around the house. So this is a woman now who obviously went back to school, got her master's degree, sent her application out to 30 different places. She got one interview and no job. And this is really what is really out there because she didn't apply to be a waiter or a waitress. And you really got to start asking yourself, what is really happening out there? CNBC reporting today, home buyers. And we know that home sales are, well, it's either we have an inventory problem, right? That's what they tell you. Of course, I tell you, there really isn't an inventory problem. There's just no houses for less than 200 grand. I mean, you got you to gotta move 100 miles outside the city. They said in the past 12 months, 1.5 million borrowers bought their homes with down payments of less than 10%, the highest mark in seven years. So we're back to right affordability again, right? The reason why, why don't you put money down? Because I don't have the money to put down. Uh, according to the article, they say that the market share in the overall growth happens to be the fact that they now account for 40% of all purchase lending. So four out of every 10 homes being bought today you have less than 10% down. This is the highest level in seven years. And they're saying that they're trying to say, well, you know, it's not as bad as before because it's not second loans and it's not, uh, they're fixed rate, right? They're not uh, adjustable rate mortgages. But again, this is kind of, you're, you're feeling the stress. And you're seeing it, right? We're seeing it everywhere we look, whether they want to admit it or not. Then I go to a wedding in Sedona, and I see all of these. These are 
you know, early 20s, right? 21, 22, 23, 24, uh, probably 22 to 24-year-old. And their wife-slash-girlfriend, all telling the same story. Then I talked to my brother who says, Everybody that can is getting out of West Virginia. There's nothing there. Everybody's on drugs. There's no job. He runs this the station where, let's face it, if you advertise there on TV, you call him. And he says there's nobody doing it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The Virginia Supreme Court has established an important precedent in favor of property owners and against environmentalist limitations on land use in a case called Wetlands America Trust versus White Cloud Nine Ventures. A new owner of farmland sought to develop it for several purposes, including adding a vineyard, growing wheat, and allowing cows to be milked on the land. The owner planned to erect a bakery and creamery and a wine-tasting room open to the public. He also wanted to construct an adjacent parking lot, a new road for cars to get there, and a new bridge. But these plans were interrupted by a lawsuit from the Wetlands America Trust a nonprofit organization that holds environmental easements across the country. It turns out that the prior owner of the property had given WAT a deed of gift of conservation easement, which purported to permanently limit the use of the property to agricultural pursuits and to prevent any use of the property which will interfere with the conservation values, its wildlife habitat, natural resources, or associated ecosystem. An environmentalist law had been enacted in Virginia which allows a conservation easement to enable environmentalist groups to acquire and enforce limitations on property use. So WAT produced an expert witness at the trial who asserted that the proposed new construction would somehow dreadfully harm the local wildlife. For centuries, common law has disfavored any restrictive agreement limiting the use of land as it interferes with productivity and efficiency. Besides, people who aren't even living on a parcel of real property shouldn't be allowed to dictate what the owner can and cannot do on his own land. The Virginia Supreme Court has restated this long-standing rule. Quote, Valid covenants restricting the free use of land are not favored and must be strictly construed. But environmentalists don't want this common law rule removing restrictions they've already obtained on private property throughout the country. Fortunately, the Virginia Supreme Court extended the rule disfavoring property restrictions and established a strong precedent in favor of private property owners. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Backwards, backwards, you 
Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Uh, gold's up, or I'm sorry, gold's down, uh, but it's only down two and a half now, 1285. Again, they tried to they, they tried to put it under pressure today. It's resisted. Silver actually is already higher now. It's up five cents, $17.12. Uh, and again, I think silver's just poised here. Uh, we have we had 60 rolls when we started the, the morning. Uh, right now, we, we've sold half of that, so we've got 30 rolls left at $400. The problem is when I'm out of them, that's the end of the backdates again, and then you're, you're going to essentially tack on a, a, pretty much a dollar an ounce. So take the time, put them away. Rolls are, are at 400 If you want to buy the case, there's one case left to buy. But in, and by the way, these cases were sealed cases. So these have never seen the light of day at 9995 uh, If you want to trade, if you want to trade some gold for silver, nine. you know what, I've been doing this for over 14 years. I want to say maybe one other time, but I, I, as far as I can remember, I, I've never thought that was a good idea. I do now because of where the price is. Uh, if you want to do that, we can help you as well. Now, here's something that came out, and we reported Friday that Applebee's was closing stores, IHOP was closing stores, I guess restaurants, and you think about how we are in the waiter-waitress economy, is that starting to fold now? Remember, we were retail. All these retailers were hiring, and the retailers now have gone by the wayside. And are the restaurants, are, are we getting ready to roll over? I don't know the answer to that. It just feels that way. It feels that way, not only from the people that I'm talking to, but it feels that way from my own customers. We had a lot, a lot of selling this year. And, and and it's not the kind where, hey, I'm selling it, I'm going to buy a house, or I'm selling it, and I'm going to buy buy stocks or, or what Necessity selling. And usually a lot of it having to do medically related. Uh, but this came out this morning. July proved to be a tough month for restaurant chains. Foot tra- traffic at chain restaurants fell 4.7% year over year. 4.7% year over year. Same store uh, sales fell 2.8%. Obviously, as all of you know, uh, restaurants that with the minimum wage hikes all raised prices. Uh, they fell almost 3%, 2.8%. It's the 17th straight month in a row of year-over-year decline. We haven't seen this since the end of the Great Recession. In other words, we with this happened the last time this happened. It started in 07, ran to 09. And now all of a sudden we're seeing it again, and now we're getting the closings on top of it on a two-year basis. So if you went back two years, sales are down 4.2% from July of 15, 
foot traffic down almost 9%. And that kind of is very indicative of me of, hey, we're trying to make it, we're trying to hang on, we're trying to, to wait for it to turn around, and everybody says it's going to turn around, and now it's not turning around, and now all of a sudden we're starting to get the, the closing notices. They said sales rose in 12 markets and fell in 183. It was flat in the, the, I guess, the one, I think they took the top 200 markets. California was once again the least bad region. Of course, California was in dire straits still a few years ago. They said same-source sales were down 7 tenths of a uh, percent, and foot traffic was down 3.6%. That was the best. Not a single positive number. The Midwest was the worst, followed by the Northeast and the South. While the economy keeps growing at this moderate pace, and jobs seem to remain strong, and of course we know about the jobs now, the consumer seems to be on a vacation literally and figuratively. According to the restaurant industry snapshot that tracks sales at 27,000 restaurant units, from 155 of the largest chain restaurants in the country. One of the clearest indicators that households are spending cautiously is the softening of big-ticket purchases. In July, for the 11th month out of the last 12, vehicle sales were below the rate posted the year before. Restaurant sales down not only this year, but now for two years. Food sales were down. Alcohol sales were down. Now, you know that's a problem. If alcohol sales are down, how are we hiring all these waiters and waitresses and bartenders? Says that, uh, well, you know what, I really think this is what we're, we're in for. Right, they, they they loaded us all back up with as much debt as we possibly could handle. And now we're starting to see what? We're starting to see the consumer falter under the weight. And so now we're sitting here and we're, we're coming up on this second half of the year when inflation was supposed to pick up, the jobs market was supposed to continue to roar, and everything was going to be great. And now, last week, we had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five different Fed officials come out and say, either rates are fine where they're at, or the increase in inflation that we expected isn't going to materialize, at least not yet, which all points to what looks like we may be done completely with rate hikes. And then the last thing left will be the, I guess, the rolling down of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. We'll see how long that lasts. Because I don't know where you go next. If restaurant sales 
continue to falter, and the layoffs keep piling. Then what? I mean, fifty-three thousand of the of the two hundred thousand were waiters and waitresses, and this has been the trend, not just this month, but the entire year. Patriot Radio News Hour. Come back if you can take it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The lead article today is America ready for another recession? And I only bring it up because all of a sudden, all of this, all the data is really getting ugly now. Right, car sales, which had been declining, really picked up speed this summer. I mean, you're, you're you saw the big companies double digit decline. Now, the the waiter and waitress economy, at least the numbers I'm seeing, and these are my numbers, it's not like I make them up. I mean, this is out of the uh, the restaurant industry itself. It says that may be rolling over. And when we're, they talked about, are we ready? According to the latest data, 46% of Americans 25 to 44 are living paycheck to paycheck without any sort of financial safety net. Now, that's not a good number. But here's the problem. That number goes to 50% when you put in 45 to 54-year-olds. And 53% when you go from 55 to 64. So as they are getting closer to retirement, the problem's actually getting worse. And yet you don't hear them talk anything about it. Right? They act like it doesn't exist. They try to sell you on the myth that somehow these great jobs working as a waiter and a waitress and picking up other people's food is somehow going to lead us to economic salvation. They said only 58% of near-term retirees, and by near-term retirees, they're talking 55 to 64, have enough savings to last for six months. 39% of 25 to 34-year-olds can go six months. 35% of 35 to 44-year-olds, right? And the numbers are the same everywhere. Nobody has any money. Nobody has anything saved. And the reason that they don't have anything saved is because they're spending everything they're making. And real wages, and this is the problem, real wages haven't moved in a couple decades. Hasn't moved. And when you factor in inflation, you actually are making less. And again, that's not me telling you that. It's not like I'm, I'm you know, espousing or, or making up or exaggerating. Those are just basic fact 
just because they don't say that on the television set doesn't mean that that's not what the real reality is. And I keep thinking I'm being haunted by the Alan Greenspan clip. Remember, I played that clip, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, you know, where he gave his his warning, the bond bubble warning. And he said two weeks before everything turns south is usually when Wall Street peaks. In other words, what Alan Greenspan was saying is, hey, by the time Wall Street figures out everything isn't great, it's already way too late. And I'm starting to wonder if when he was making those comments, because that was when the Dow was at its highest, if that was, was those the two weeks? You know, then I saw the, I don't know if you caught, caught China's economic data today. They missed on all across the board, from retail sales to housing to, you know, kind of very similar automobiles, auto sales were down big, uh, um gasoline sales down big, all of those things, you know, real uh, indicators of what may be in front of us. And then you start to, you know, you just start to feel uneasy. And I know here we really have been, and Wendy Wendy can tell you, we've had some, it's been tough. And our customers are having tough times. And, and, and the economic realities don't match what the what Wall Street are trying to tell us, and definitely doesn't match what they're trying, what the Federal Reserve is trying to tell us. If anything, it's getting worse. You know, my my brother is saying, "Hey, we should just turn West Virginia into a state park. Everyone just move out. There's hardly anybody left, and everybody that's left." They're all on drugs. And then I always tell you, right, we're preparing for the next 10 years. I got some more data on that, by the way. Under the current law, there will be 112 million people enrolled in Medicare at some time during fiscal year 2027. So 10 years from today, this is not, and by the way, I want to I wanna make sure that I'm clear on this. This is Medicaid, not Medicare, Medicaid, which is for those of you that aren't old enough. That would be an increase of 40 million people. So think about this. Another 40 million Americans in the next 10 years are going to become so poor that they can't afford health care without the help of the government. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 951 The last of the U.S. Silver Eagles. They're at $400 a roll, which is right now, uh, silver's up $0.07 cents now, $17.13. So that puts them at 
what, $2.87 over spot at 800-951-0592. Gold's down a couple bucks here at 1,285. The Dow is up 145 points as it's having a, I guess, a North Korean free day. Uh, Unfortunately for the North Korean free day, the economic data that came out today was not very good, and we'll have to sit and wait and see uh, what is going to come next. But it seems like we've got a very clear pattern here, which is a jobs market that is vastly different from what it was just even 10 years ago. Forget about 20 or 30 years ago. Part-time work and 1099 work now dominating. One in four jobs, restaurant jobs, one in four. But if if you hear what happened, I mean, we, we know what happened on Friday with Applebee's and IHOP. Today we heard from the restaurant industry itself same store sales continuing to fall and and picking up steam. That's kind of probably the bigger problem is it's getting worse. It was uh, when they went back to two years ago. Right now, now it's getting even worse than just the year over year. So we're starting to see an increase there. And what happens if that rolls over? Right, you start thinking about. It. Remember, I made a, I made that point a couple of weeks. I mean, we live in restaurant mecca. Right, everywhere in this town, there's bars and restaurants. I mean, we are still a touristy place, and and you start thinking about what, how many can you possibly have? And apparently, it certainly feels like we've reached what that that maximum capacity, that overbuilt capacity. The same thing that we saw in the retail sector appears at least for right now, to be playing out in the restaurant sector. And it's, and it's not just starting. Right? This is 17 straight months of decline, but now the declines are starting to get worse. And I think well, all that really means is I think we're looking at less and less likelihood of rate hikes. I think we're going to see the dollar uh, continue to face pressure and and forget about you know I don't know what happens with North Korea none of us do right it flares up it dies down it flares up it dies down but really the the economic drivers of this economy appeared to be waning uh, and I think we're going to see that big move you know we've been talking about it in, in both you know gold and silver and of course gold's up here right again floating around that thirteen hundred level I don't think it's going to take very much to get them to pop through. And, and, of course, you know my feelings on silver uh, probably, not probably. This has been the most attractive silver market uh, that I've seen since, like, 2004. And silver is like $5 then. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, U.S. Silver Eagles at 400 bucks at 800-951-0592. Everybody take care. God bless everybody. And we'll be back tomorrow.